What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Game. Damn it. What's up? What? I can't believe I forgot this in the shot. Oh, shit. That's oh, funny. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Game of Thrones in review. The final season. I am Tim Gettys, joined by Andy Cortez, hey guys. Kevin Coelho, Andrea Renee. The Keeper of Flot, the Explainer of Scenes, Andrea Renee, <laughs> and Nick Scarpino. Hello. The uh, the loudest liquid pourer <laughs> in it's, listen, it's all relative. It's only loud because it went really quiet at that moment. <laughs> yeah. you held but it like, up to the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, now that I knew I had your attention, it's, I was like, well, I'll just lean into the joke. because it was quiet at that moment. Yeah. It was only quiet at that moment because Cool Greg said, three, two, one, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. A lot of communication happened. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Right. For everybody listening, Tim grabbed his Starbucks cup at the top of the episode yeah. there. And if you Probably don't get that joke, Nick. You don't have I don't get that joke. <laughs> they totally just left a Starbucks cup in one of the scenes. You're fucking kidding me. Not on kidding. the table next to the desk. I'll show you. I'll pull it up for you. No it's, it, shit. It was like, did you notice it watching the no. episode? Yeah, no, no one noticed it. So fucking funny, though. I didn't though. notice it, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really, and, and really probably is. the most exciting thing that happened in last night's yeah. episode. One hundred percent. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so that like is awesome. In the background, it's just a random Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. There's an there's an image uh, that somebody else posted in response to the Starbucks cup. It's a picture of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sansa and uh, so Liana, the actresses, uh -huh. taking photos on set. Like a, they're taking a photo on set, and Sansa, the actress, uh, what's her name? Um, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Mm -hmm. She's holding a Starbucks cup, and it's like this is really Sansa's play to try to fuck over, uh, <laughs> to try to fuck Emily over Emily Clark. Clark. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. that's funny. That's awesome. That's really funny. I saw a thing that was uh, uh, Westeros got a Starbucks before Wakanda did. Oh uh, yeah, I think it was Alana. <laughs> oh. that, yeah. That's a good which one. Is, which is really great. Good. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Game of Thrones. Thrones, the final season in review here on Kind of Funny. You can watch it live Mondays, twitch.tv, 11 a.m. It's where you want to go. Um, you can get the show later on Rooster Teeth or youtube.com slash kind of funny or podcast services. Just search for Kind of Funny Reviews. It's the same podcast feed that we do our Kind of Funny in Review show um, that we do every Tuesday. And hit that subscribe button. Hit the what bell, are you waiting for? Ring the things, do all the stuffs. Um, before we get into the plot, Andrea, mm -hmm. I kind of want a, a table table read of where's, where's our, our Game of Thrones interest levels at this point. What was the season that you said I didn't like very much? Five? Yeah. Not quite there yet. But getting there. Yeah. Mm. And let me tell you, I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, that's a good show. <sighs> that's a way better show. Brooklyn at this Nine Nine point. in review coming soon. Holy <laughs> sh oh, I would totally do that. <laughs> uh, it's kind of boring and the show off at the end of the or the showdown at the end of this one, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Why is there like twenty people in the scene and not entire armies? I don't understand what's going on here. So I don't know. I just I was not enthralled by last night's episode and it's starting to go downhill for me. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in the same boat as Nick here. I've been pretty disappointed that they are rushing through some major plot points and taking some creative license that I think is <clears throat> not the right call because they are trying to wrap up an entire series worth of events in just six episodes. Yeah. And you know, there, we can debate the merits of like why you know they did or did not do it, but it's just been really disappointing some of the creative choices that they've made with some key characters. And we had to say goodbye to some characters, not because they died, but because like it was clear that we're no longer going to see them yeah. ever yeah. again in the series. <laughs> that was it. And the way that they handled it was kind of like, what are yeah. you doing? And why? I'm, yeah, I've Where's been, Sam going? I've been really disappointed in these last two episodes in ways that I did not anticipate. And I, I would agree. Like you, you see this and it's almost like, and I hate to say this, but it's like we could have used one more season or at least six more episodes with with 
what's happening now uh, in King's Landing and all that stuff. Like them just being like, well, see you later. And as he's like walking out, he like says bye to like eight really major characters. You're like, I don't know if that's the way to handle this. Yeah. Um, I disagree because I don't think this could have used another season. If these are the yeah. choices that they're mm-hmm. making creatively, I don't want to see more of this. It, it's just, I, I just That's feel like we're, I think we're skipping around. Like the dragon dying last night came out of nowhere. No that way. was just, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that was a really bad moment for them. Um, it was, it would have been a cool moment if we had built up to this, like, it, it just seems like characters are skipping around the map very, very quickly here. Whereas in prior seasons, a lot of these, the, the battles had this immense buildup to them. Or is something crazy would happen that would that would negate the battle completely, and we're just not getting that. We're getting random like gotcha moments where you're like, eh? Yeah, my, my problem is the fast travel stuff last season that we really saw. I feel only really got put people to places so that a thing could happen, mm-hmm. where, which was like I was fine. I feel like now we're getting fast travel for character development. Yeah, it's like oh, it's Jamie, okay. Brienne, they finally happened. Oh, they are split up in the same episode. Like that's just it's weak. And the that, dragons, mm-hmm. it's like were they ever a threat? Seems like they're just getting yeah, taken seems down. Like they like, yeah, like, it seems like they suck. Seems like scorpions were the solution. Seems maybe like maybe not. we should take a moment and be like, how do we beat these giant arrow throwing, these spear chucking things? Like they, maybe we could have some sort of cannonball or something that could beat well, those things. Because if not, the dragons suck. Keep I them back. Like, yeah. I think one of like the biggest, yeah, we can get into that. Uh, one of the worst things that sure. was said was on the post uh, af- after the episodes uh, sort of thing where they discuss it. And Benioff, I'm not sure who's Benioff and who's Weiss. <laughs> I always forget. DB, and but D. he was like, oh, well, uh, you know. Daenerys is flying towards King Landing, and she forgets about uh, Euron. She forgets about Euron and the fleet. It's Oopsies! Like, she how? forgets? No, she doesn't. Well, they talk about garbage. the strategy she, in the council meeting. She says she kind of forgets. He says that. It's like, what do you mean? How do you forget about people with like the fucking Kyburn and his scorpions? Like, I don't mm. understand that. <laughs> I, I just, Euron's entire character development is he's a crass guy that does crass things, and boom, he's in the water, and no one saw him coming. How many times has he done this now? I feel like he's surprise attacked and taken down key elements about four times now in the mm. last three seasons. And he's, it's just like, he's that's fucking he OP. He's OP <laughs> yeah. as fuck. I have, I have a lot of very, very uh, specific thoughts about that scene, but I'll hold them until we get I, there. I'm, I'm not quite as as down on it as a lot of people seem to be. A lot of, the, I feel like a majority of the internet is kind of like, man, this is not going well. Um, I feel like. Uh, I, I'm just I, I don't feel like it's quite over yet in terms of like my interest level. I still am very interested in the last few episodes. I just at, upon watching this, I'm like, this didn't. I feel like this was 120 or an hour and 20 minutes for the sake of being an hour and 20 minutes. Mm. Like I I feel like a lot of it could have been cut away. There was a lot of like conversations that didn't really need to happen. I don't know. I just felt like we hear oh these last few episodes are going to be really long and it kind of gives you hope that like oh these are a lot of stuff's going to happen this episode but really like the last third is where we got a majority of the of the action <laughs> and the rest of it was kind of ghosts just sitting there wanting pets you know and not, not getting, getting them not getting, not them. getting them how like, sad interacting that? with that CG is really hard <laughs> I, I'm most bummed because episode 2 of the season I thought was Game of Thrones at it's peak mm-hmm. where it's just like here's characters that we care about acting in ways that we understand them to act with each other cool dynamics so good and then I just feel like it's just making so, they're at forks in the road and they just go ways that I'm like I'm not interested I don't mm. believe in this and it sucks because I really feel like this is a tarnish on what was an amazing series and now I'm like it's great well even it's the not se- even the season premiere thing. was great like uh, yeah. episode one, one of the season was phenomenal yeah. and then two stepped it up and you get those really cool character moments of they're all sitting by the fire and they're saying their goodbyes and then it kind of you know 
Battle of the, or you know Battle of Winterfell happens and it's kind of eh you know a lot of people aren't super stoked with it and this last one I felt in the first forty maybe fifty minutes just like man I'm just I just don't really care about yeah. what's happening right now uh, I really feel like the um, it, this a lot of like part of this episode felt so much like too the the second episode of the season but like done totally wrong where it was like we're gonna give all these people their goodbyes but it was just like all right bye see ya. And it's just like, well, why did they survive if in the next episode you're just like, oh, hey, now they're going to go to the north and we're never going to see them again. Everyone's saying we're never going to see them again. Are they going to come in the last minute and try to save the day? Cool. Is Ghost going like, to ride Drogon? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Wolf riding dragon, riding man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That, that's Wolf very riding visual. dragon, riding yeah, man. Again, again, maybe they are going to be the cutaway. Maybe these characters that, that we said goodbye to. Or... Again, is it Weiss and Benioff scared to kill off major characters where George R. R. Martin didn't give a shit? Well, they're clearly not that scared to kill off major characters, as we found out in this episode. This is Game of Thrones, the final season, episode four, The Last of the Starks, which is a badass fucking name. That's a cool name. Uh, First aired May 5th, 2019, directed by David Nutter, once again, uh, written by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, with a runtime of one hour and 18 minutes. Andrea. Hit me with the plot. All right. So episode four opens with the aftermath, the day after we have to assume from the Battle of Winterfell. It starts with Danny, Daenerys overlooking Jorah's you know, dead body on the funeral pyre. And then we get Sansa with Theon. And then we kind of get this wide shot. We see this massive collection of individual pyres that represent the thousands and thousands of bodies that fell during the battle in last week's episode. Um, John gets out in front of everybody. And this was an interesting choice for me uh, that we didn't hear from Daenerys at all in this scene, considering how many people she lost in the battle for, between the Dothraki and the Unsullied. And he gives this good speech about keeping them alive in our memory and saying that they were the shields, the guard of the realms of men, calling back to his night's watch uh, vows. And so it was a really kind of nice, somber scene to end cap the battle that happened last week. And then it cuts to... Real quick, I I just, I felt like this speech was to tell the viewers, like, hey, this was an important, like, a bunch of these people were important... Like, look at all these important people, and it's just like... Look at all these named characters with the torches. (laughs) They're gonna do it. I just didn't feel like... This battle was that important, like, early story-wise. We lost that many people that, like, were a big deal. Super attached yeah. to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so we cut to the next scene, which is in the Great <laughs> Hall, where they're having this dinner feast. But a much cool. A yeah. fun little mm-hmm. throwback there. And seeing it again was like, oh, yeah. my God. Episode one was the last time that, like, we really sat in that room that I can remember, at least. Um, and it was a very different type of feel. Yeah, absolutely. And even and the showrunners talked John about was that in like the post show. Shooting arrows. Oh, yeah, it's true. Um, so we have Gendry and the Hound, and the Hound kind of teasing Gendry about, you know, like, where's your girlfriend kind of a deal. And oh, get, No, Gendry um, being like, hey, uh, where's Arya? Had anyone seen Arya? And the Hound being like, dude, we get it. All right, you're in love. You're dumb. You know, it was, a, it was a fun little moment. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And then we have Daenerys um, giving some accolades to Gendry as he gets up to, to leave. Daenerys mm-hmm. sees him. And then she calls him out, you know, as Robert Baratheon's heir and says, you know, well, the Baratheons have always hold Storm's End. You're now the new Lord Baratheon of Storm's End, which is like, cool. Yeah. And then, and then yeah. immediately looks at Tyrion and says, you're not the only clever one, which is like, to me, writing that is just breaking the fourth wall of like, you only said that 
to like let the audience know that this is a scheme. She is doing this not because move. she believes in Gendry. At fuck all. It's just she's trying to like look like she's a good queen. I'm like, what the fuck? I want to give a yeah. shout out to the Hound in this too. By the way, did you guys notice that at no point did he stop? Did he yeah. stand up or stop? Oh yeah, no. He's like, fuck you guys. Yeah. I don't like any of this shit. I'm leaving after this. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then we get a cutaway to uh, Jamie and Brienne drinking together. Then we have Davos and Tyrion. Who are talking about what happened to Melisandre? That was a dope conversation. Um, then we get to Tyrion and Bran, and this is another like creepy Bran moment of him just being weird about like mostly I live in the past. I mean, this is kind of like a rapid fire of all of these different people going together. We, then we have Tormund um, making a toast to the Dragon Queen, and then this is where Daenerys makes a recognition of Arya's role in last week's episode, saying, "You know, to the I thought she said to Sir uh, Sir Arya Stark of Winterfell. I, I thought so. for I a so. half a second. I even watched it twice, and but I didn't pause it and rewind no. it. But oh, no, I just heard Arya to yeah. Arya. So, um, yeah. And so, so they did a toast to her. And, and throughout then, all this, we keep seeing Jon Snow kind of uh, smiling because he's happy, but also because he's uncomfortable, but also he's kind of happy, but also he's like uncomfortable. Because they haven't reconciled <laughs> yeah. that conversation yeah. that they had in the crypt. I feel like there's yeah. also a lot of like looks like. Cuts to Daenerys being like, oh, look at, look at him. Super uncomfortable yeah, and yeah. alone. Look at how happy bitch. he looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really exactly. beat you over the head with it. Everyone the, loves John. just it, so you man. know. But like that everyone makes so much John. sense that everyone, she's new. She's been here for like two weeks. Like, chill out. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you you would think that like after that big battle, everyone would just be like, we're all good now. We're all on the same team. But they really said, they, they went to great length in this episode to set her both physically and like emotionally apart from everyone else in, the, in it. And I get it because that's going to be the main sort of like uh, thing that uh, drives between them, you know. Well, I mean, it's already there's already a wedge there, and so now they're going to obviously lean into that as one of the main conflicts of the episode um, or, or, or the rest of the season. But it's just like, again, that's going back to my earlier point. Like, I would love to see that develop over the span of a season, but we're not going to get that. So everything feels so fast, episode. so fast. Yeah, if they had touched on it at least a little bit last episode, I think they could have set this. This break that happens up at the end of the episode a little bit more, but the but battle was so big last episode they didn't have time to do any. But they could have probably cut like some of the stuff that we saw in the battle yeah. to give because or that we didn't see. Well, right, because this is one of the big <laughs> you know discussion points we saw come out of last week's episode was you know was the White Walker threat really meaningful at all in the entirety of the Game of Thrones series is the main crux of it has it always been the the back and forth between the characters the actual game for the throne right um, and I thought that that was really interesting because we're clearly right back to that now it's like this posturing of who's going to rule mm, politics back immediately yeah exactly which is kind of cool because I miss sense. that yeah, I miss yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff about Game of Thrones classic yeah. throne stuff but how they're going about it I think you know is up, up for debate so yeah. the next uh, group we see is Tyrion, Brienne and Pod and Jamie, they're playing a little drinking game, um, and they're clearly having a good old time. Cut back to Danny looking somber with the creepy Varys just kind of in the back. The thing I wrote down in my notes is she doesn't have a click because it kept right. kind of going to these different groups of people, and oh, she's yeah. clearly just by herself. Um, and then we cut to Sansa and the Hound. Which is a weird dynamic, of mm -hmm. course. And he talks to her about how you've changed, little bird. And then she says, I would have stayed a little bird in reference to everything that happened. And there has been a lot of debate about this on the internet over the last you know, couple of hours since the episode aired about how 
it's really unfortunate that they took a character like Sansa who's overcome so much and then they're attributing the things that happened to her like the rape and the abuse to making her the strong woman she is today and how kind of gross that is it's all she has man See, I, 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 yeah that's it's horrifying but I also read that as like I've overcome all that and that's right. why I'm the badass yeah. that I am right now because he says if you'd have come with me like none of that would have happened and she said if I'd have come with you I wouldn't be the person I am today which mm-hmm. is the person that now understands how the world works and understands the dangers and that's why I'm such a good mm-hmm. leader that's why I'm going to be the lady of Winterfell and like and basically the war of the north when all this shit's over because I get because the horrors of the fucking world I'm no longer an innocent yeah. child I am this fucking this thing that gets it and, and, I get, and I'm looking over and, and basically and you see that the whole episode because she understands where the threat is now and who does she look at the entire episode Daenerys she's like that's the fucking threat that's mm-hmm. the thing that's going to tear our family apart and we see that later in the episode where basically the Starks get together and like, yo, John, get the fuck over here. Yeah. Like, we need to talk about Could this. Could be a bitch. Stop being, yeah, stop being, <laughs> yeah, stop hey, being that. I think, Just I think it's important. Making bad decisions. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that the reason why people are upset is not because of what you just described, because sure. I'm with you. People, I think, are She's upset. only strong because she was raped. Because there's like that, not yeah. that many strong women in this show to begin with. and I, I think there's a fair amount of strong women. Well, like, if you think, think about the ones that are... Strong women. Yeah. <laughs> we got John and the rest no, of the women. I'm talking about women that are actually in positions of power, right? That actually have real agency in their world, not just like they have some cool quippy lines, right? No, but like, I mean, Daenerys, Cersei, Cersei and uh, Brienne, like these are all... Cool, that's three. My I mean, point, at this point, there's not that right. many, yeah, no, there's my, not this many characters yeah, left. My point is yeah. the argument, and I'm, I'm not sure personally how I feel mm-hmm. about the arguments one way or another, but the, I'm just recapping what I've been reading online, trying to understand, mm-hmm. right. like, where the anger is coming from, yeah. and it's, I think, it stems from this place that a lot of female characters don't get the opportunity to be a posi- in a position of power, let alone because they got there on their own merits. It's because something happened to them or you know they had to suffer some kind of abuse or this and this to overcome it, that they can't just be strong because they are strong. Okay. And a lot of times we don't get those same types of backstories with male characters. I mean, I'm not talking just specifically about mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, I'm talking about literature overall. I mean, and this also stems from George R.R. R. Martin being a relative perv in the book series and the way he treats female characters in particular in the book series is really gross overall. So I I think that we could make a whole conversation just about that. So I don't want to dig into it now. I just wanted to bring it up as something that I think is important to recognize. Anyway, continuing on. There's a lot more. (laughs) Um, So then we see um, Gendry has left the the great throne room area, the great hall, um, to go find Arya after just being named the Lord of Storm's End. And I got this clout now. He decides he wants to make a grand gesture. Yeah. He just got and verified on Twitter. Down to one <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking love this scene, right? <laughs> because like, yeah. and it's, and again, I mean, not to not to go back to what we were just talking about, but, yeah. but I do love this scene for the same for the all the reasons you're talking about, which is that he goes, "I want you to be basically my wife," and like. Come with me and be the lady of what is it? Storm, uh, Storm Storm's End. Storm's yeah. End. And she's like, "No, that's not me. I'm not that person." Which like, is a great callback to yeah, season one. That's when not me. Conversation she has with Ned. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah which is awesome. Um, there was also something I left out um, of the um, the scene between Tyrion, Bran, Pod, and Jamie that I th- was like, I had a, such an eye roll moment. So they're playing this like truth and lie game where mm. you guess the truth or whatever you drink, you drink yeah. um, and Tyrian before, pulls right? a really low blow by 
ask by saying, you know, you're a virgin, calling Brienne out. And I thought it was a, a shitty move on the part of the writers. It's like she's been this amazing character the entire series, and you're going to pull a lunchroom bullshit. Oh, you're a virgin on Brienne? Like seriously? It was a it, it was a weird moment. It came out of all nowhere. Of the, all of that, like we we we're tying up a lot of character loose ends with this, and I don't love all of it. Like, because uh, remember what happens next is she gets up, and then uh, was it Tormund? Is that how you say his name? Uh, the redhead mm-hmm. goes to follow, and Jamie gets up and like stops him. And you're like, okay, this is like yeah, this is going well, down. This is a lot of she's yeah. all that right now. Like, what's what's going on like, here? High school the, musical. Like, surely there are other ways to get her and Jamie and Jamie bad. bad. Yeah, I mean, you have these I two. I do agree with you, Andrea. It's kind of. Well, we have these two incredibly, weird. like, incredibly intricate, like, adult characters, and this just felt like a really weird, like, okay, okay, I get it. They, they Like, we're back in junior high, and they have to admit, you have to put your two friends together to admit they like each other? Like, this is fucking weird. It just, I felt like the, the tone shifted so much when he, like, and it was like, they were all having fun, and then out of nowhere, he says this, and it's just like... Party foul, uh, Yeah, like, did you, you want to win the game that bad? Like, yeah. is that even how you win? You win or you die. Yeah, well, and then... Game of Thrones. And then yeah, then we had the moment. Triple H. Yeah, that, that moment stuck out for me too. Like that was weird. And then, but I do love how Tormund is like, he's like crying, yeah. and then just immediately goes, "Well, I'm just gonna hook up with someone else, and that's yeah, all that's yeah. gonna happen. That's fine." I didn't like that. I, I, j- oh, really? I just it like, was very fast. Let's I, I, up the characters. Yeah, then. exactly. Tormund, hey, exactly. you got all these great lines. Going back up north. Mm-hmm. See you later. All the all the all the silly like chemistry that you want you wanted Tormund to like. You know, kind of be with Brienne because Wait, he loves her. He never wasn't that, dance, yeah, wasn't you know? that? Yeah. Wasn't that like not ever put no. in the books? Like, wasn't that a thing that? No, it was just a silly thing. For this? Yeah. yeah, but I, I still feel like because I feel like the Jamie Brienne that makes more sense. It was so throwaway to me. Yeah, yeah. so throwaway. Exactly, that's the perfect word. Throwaway. Yeah. Um, because after the scene with Gendry and Arya and Arya essentially saying, "I'm not a lady. I never have been." That's when we cut to Brienne inside her room, and Jamie had followed her in there, and then they had this back and forth, and then they have this like romantic moment where they undress each other and then right. oh my god fireplace makeout begins yeah. nice get it. all right yeah um after that scene we have another fireplace uh bedroom scene this one didn't go as well for daenerys and john so i just hate these two characters together <laughs> i still do I, I just like after so many seasons i just they have no chemistry they didn't set their chemistry up enough for this premise they that they're both madly in love with they each other they don't fucking come off as loving each other it and feels like, like just tell that show constantly yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like they constantly need to tell Whereas us like, well like the the, the the scenes directly before that was just Jamie and Brienne they have such good like you believe that you believe that she's not his type and he's not her type vis-a-vis but together because of all the things they've been through and because of all the things they've learned from each other and like grown they, they love each other and the now. respect like you they get have that. for each other yeah. like mm-hmm. you get that he is not a fucking cat anymore because of her because he had to make that sacrifice and he's a better man even though he's like he's missing a hand because of it and like then the next scene it's like whoa we're back in junior high I like you here's a note man you're my this, man I'm still fucking this you. is like the first ah. time where I was like oh man there really isn't much chemistry there where they're just standing next to each other and it's just like there's supposed to be this dramatic scene and it's just you don't feel it? You don't feel it yeah. at all. It, it, this was the moment in this episode where I was just like, fuck, this show's not special to me anymore. Like, mm-hmm. this feels like a TV show where I know exactly what's going on here. Like, there was a wedge being divided between them because of this thing. She's like, you, you need to promise to not tell anyone. 
You're right, making Jon Snow promise that? Are you? Do you know? If you love him, you know that he's not going to do that. Yeah. Well, you I think know this also guy. He's, he like, pretty much told her that he's not going to keep yeah. it a secret. I just right? immediately pictured Michael Scott when he has to keep, keep a secret, secret yeah. that he that uh, the Michael Scott paper company is going bankrupt, right. and he's like, "Oh God, I can't! I got! <laughs> I, I can't do it! I can't do it!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just reminding me of that. Like you cannot count on him to lie. But, he's like yeah. so also, pure. Like, what? He's Nick. And me, no, I'll put myself in there, yeah, trying no, not yeah, to like. Can't break rules. When Tim and Kevin are trying to get us into a place, like, I'll oh, just cut the line, and me and Nick are like, ask oh, for Mike. No, <laughs> we're, gonna go to, we're gonna just be out here, guys. Yeah, like I'll somebody wait. just tell us if it's cool I'll inside. <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, like, and this is just obviously, obviously, like a shortcoming on John's part is that, and we see this later in the episode where if you tell one person, you might as well tell a hundred people. This is they go. Varys has a great line later where he goes, "This isn't um, a secret anymore. Yeah. This is information now, yeah. Yeah. and I the information can be used as a weapon. It can be used as a." Pol- a political tool. There is that, Tyrion's conversation. That so was all right. Yeah, yeah, I that. Going person to person, you see in it you kind of go, start dissipating. I loved that. Uh, but it's like no, back I mean, in but it's like a multiple love seasons hit, yeah. ago, that would have been over a couple episodes. Like, right. It reminds me a lot of Joffrey's death. When mm-hmm. it's like, who did it? How did it happen? And then you just see the information kind of go from character to character. And then when it's revealed it was Elena, yeah. it's like Tyrell. Tyrell but like, that was like several name. seasons later, did yeah. right? Did anybody even know that besides? But then when it, were in that season, involved, it built yeah. up to Littlefinger. And like that reveal yeah. of her, yeah. him helping and who he was involved in. I'm like, that's great. Really cool. This kind of felt like the one episode truncated version of yeah. it. And it, le- it gave me hints of old Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Like there is still DNA here right. that I enjoy. One of but my favorite. Favorite tweets about this whole Sansa thing is like, please, you can't keep this a secret. Uh, promise me you're going to keep this a secret. I was like, and then Sansa started a group text. <laughs> so true. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I, I hate when John is just constantly making these decisions. Like, why are you telling people? Like, do your does your family really need to know this secret that your dad like took to the grave? And that's the thing too. It's like, like, it's a perfect example of like he's like, I don't want the throne. Then why tell yeah, everyone? Then why tell why does it matter then? Yeah. If that's really the case, go to her and be like, I don't give a shit about this. I'm not telling anyone. Let's kill fucking weirdo McGillicuddy with the eyes and the ravens. Mm-hmm. Just kill him so no yeah, one else knows. Done now. And then and then he's you can take the part. throne and I'll I'll be the warden north and occasionally on summer we'll summer together and bang it out. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. So we're not quite to that scene between the Starks, the whole mm-hmm. reason for the episode mm-hmm. name, the the last of the Starks. So Daenerys says to John in this moment, um, you know, I need you to swear Sam and and uh, Bran to secrecy, and then he John says to her, "I want it to be the way it was between us," and her saying, "I want it to be that way too," and I've just told you how. And she kind of drops her face and gets really serious, and then the scene ends. Then we cut to this really short moment of Jamie and Bran naked together, kind of confirming that they boned. Um, nice. And then we go to the council meeting where they try to decide what they're going to do about Cersei. So um, John says the Northern forces will honor their alliance. Daenerys obviously concerned that now that the fight is over that she's going to be all alone when she goes south to King's Landing to try to take the Iron Throne. You know, we have Sansa representing the Northern House saying our men are tired, they're exhausted, they just fought this crazy battle, we need time to recuperate, and Daenerys getting really upset that they, it looks like they're going back on their promise. John stepping in saying, we have allegiance to Daenerys, she is our queen, we of course will honor that, we will ride south with you. You tell us when you're ready to go, and we're we're with you the, the whole way. I mean, the whole time Except they're for doing the wildlings. This, the wildlings are just going to go, right? Well, the wildlings bear allegiance to no king or queen, right? Which so, is bullshit. I feel like at this point, like 
There's what? There, there are legions. A hundred or two hundred no of them now. left? Like, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. It's like the, the, that was yeah. only, the wall was only made because the Night King, if he's gone. But he, here's the thing. Like the wall for thousands of years now has been protecting the, the like whatever south from it from the wildlings. Yeah. So they're just going to go and become a problem again? Are they going to have to re, you know, establish? <laughs> no, that's that's, so that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. why don't you guys just hang out here and then we can all just be friends forever? Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm shocked Instead, Daenerys wasn't like, no, you're not yeah. going anywhere. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I don't think she has the, queen, you know? the power to keep them there. I don't think she has enough manpower. Definitely not. To, she has the power to, prevent to do whatever them. she wants. Yeah. It's like she has plot armor times a, a thousand. She has a dragon yeah. that can be shot down very easily, yes. or not easily at all. So we're not we're not quite there yet. So they really make this plan and really they decide to go. Um, Daenerys is going to go on what's left of the ships um, and go south with the two dragons. Then John is going to lead the ground forces and meet them outside of King's Landing. They're going to siege the city. And this is where Varys is really kind of to, trying to exert his influence to say. Please don't become the queen that everyone's anticipating you being. Don't kill all of these innocent people. They're the people you came here to save. That don't was, just storm King's Landing and burn it all to the ground. Him really pleading yeah. with her to not do something crazy. That was a really solid moment when we have the m- moment where it just pans on him and he's like, "Hey, you told me to if, look you in the yeah, eyes, look yeah. you eye and tell you." And it's like that was a really cool payoff and really cool and really interesting where but they're going with that. They've also had this conversation before, right? Yes. Because when she was thinking about originally taking King's Landing, she was like, "I'm just gonna go burn it down." And Tyrion and Varys were like, "You can't do that because you're these are the people you're trying to save and rule." Mm-hmm. And like killing them all, kind of productive. Fire, or right. I forgot what they said. Do you want to rule over just like over ashes? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so after this meeting adjourns, and they kind of come up with their plan, um, Arya and Sansa are like, "John, yo, we gotta, we gotta chat." So like, they pull like them aside. We've got Bran. They're out in the Godswood. They're having a, a meeting of the Starks, and that's and I got when, chills. yeah, it's and like, that's the, when it was like the one reunion that I. Didn't expect we were ever going to see, especially where it was. It was so nostalgic, and I I enjoyed how it went, but it did eventually feel pandery. Yeah, it was interesting because I feel like Bran has been a useless character these last four episodes, and that's maddening knowing the journey he went on to get to the Three-Eyed Raven, what he had to do to survive, to get back, everything they did to keep him alive during the Battle of Winterfell, and for what? We haven't seen him use his powers as a three-eyed raven once this season. See him with, with the exception of something. warging into the ravens. <laughs> ravens, and, yeah. And it's, like, a, and it's just like, what the heck is even going on with him? And yeah. I'm just so confused why the showrunners aren't utilizing him because you would think that he would be such an important tool for what's about to happen. And I feel then, like there's a deeper problem, too, with just the, the writing and with the way that the show is being ran, where with Bran, they keep telling us that he's no longer Brandon Stark. So then why is he one of the last Starks? It's like they kind of need to commit. Like I would have enjoyed more if he was like at some point if Brown was like, I'm just going to chill. You guys can have your conversations. I'm not one of you anymore. Mm -hmm. Now it's like this weird one foot in one wheel out thing, you know? (laughs) Well, that's why I was making this. Awesome. Thank you. That's why I made the joke about uh, when he meets Jamie at the gate, right at the end of episode one. And for Jamie to be like, well, you you kind of said before you're not Brandon Stark anymore, so, so you did. shouldn't be mad at me. Like, right. I, I do agree with you where it is like, what really are you then? You know, and why are you here? You know, yeah, just go away. Yeah, and then there's this kind of standoff where John is looking at Bran, and Bran's looking at John. He's like, you tell them, no, you tell them. And well, Bran's like, your choice. And Bran's like, it's your choice. And then he's like, okay, fine. And, and then of course we get this this dumb scene where John's like, no, but really, guys, you got to promise you're not going to tell. Anyone. And then Arya, so of course, 
in all seriousness, I think there's no doubt that we trust Arya would keep the secret mm-hmm. to her grave. But we all know Sansa isn't going to. As yeah. they said in the in the post show um, analysis, she learned from the school of Littlefinger. You know, so she's definitely going to use this information to to better um, her situation and to use it as a political pawn. Um, and so John leaves the scene essentially saying, "Brand, tell them the whole story," but they, we don't get to see it, obviously. Um, and then you know we get. I wonder how much detail he went into because like he's all seeing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. Did you see the boat situation? I mean, it would have been it would have been nice to maybe the have situation? them relay some of that. Fought. You know, but like down to the scene Tyrion where you know Ned in. you know goes into the tower to save her and he like takes the baby on her deathbed and all of that. It would be great if they'd given us a little bit of context, but they didn't. Instead, we get another weird scene that I don't know how to feel about with um, Tyrion and Jamie. Um, so they are having this moment between brothers where Tyrion, God, I forgot this scene. Where Tyrion is teasing this? Jamie about hooking up with Bran. He's like, I've been waiting forever to make mountain jokes um, or tall people jokes and he's like talking about climbing well, Mountains. Climate, right? Which yeah. you assume people would have said about him in the past. And so he's like, it's kind of fun to be able to turn that around on yeah. you, my but, asshole brother. Exactly. But then, of course, in strolls Braun, conveniently after <laughs> the Battle of Winterfell. Now, to be fair, Bravo. that's exactly what Braun would do. Yeah. There's no way Braun would be like, I'm going to go there before this shit. He would probably just sit there and wait and see who won and then stroll in. Like it felt like such a fucking screech powers walking in the room like. Hey guys, what I miss like that moment yeah. like it, I, it felt it was so, so bizarre. So, 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 well, the, the disappointing thing for me with this is that, I, that the, seeing those three guys like reunited or seeing Jamie and Bron reunited, I was like, oh, he's gonna roll with them. He's gonna be like the roll dog now. No. And he's like, nope. See you later. I've got this giant thing, which so, by the way only shoots do? one, and then you have to reload it. So the other guy could just come. But he Doesn't reloaded matter. real, real fast. Oh, yeah, he did. Also, we, you know, you have to remember Bron's like a really good fighter too, so I wouldn't want to take him on. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, this is like. It's it, it's one of the few scenes where you see where you're like so so many scenes in Game of Thrones have been the threat, but the threat has been basically like two people with no weapons, and it's more of a threat of like what I can do to you and what leverage I have over you. And this was just like a physical like I'm holding you at gunpoint. I'm like this is kind of this kind of feels and weird. I, it just didn't feel like I believed in Bronn's character. We know Bronn. Yeah. We've seen Bronn forever. Him punching Tyrion in the face. I, when that happened, I was like, I like this. And then as they kept going, I'm like, oh, wait, no. Like, you really meant to fucking yeah, you're a dick. fuck with you. You're yeah. being a dick, Bron. And I yeah. get that, like, he's been promised a lot, and specifically from these two guys. But, like, they're good on it. Yeah, just keep like, pushing. But him just popping in just felt so stupid. So, so how the hell did he just stroll into an inner chamber of Winterfell when there's a bazillion guards outside? Well, there's a crossbow the size of a human being. Are you good? Or you're bad. I'm good. Okay, cool. Like, cool. You don't have blue glowing eyes. You're cool. Yeah, you're fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just carrying a Lannister weapon. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's just like, What's Bronn going to do the rest of the season, though? Nothing. Like, Nothing. I mean, that is, was his is, goodbye. Did they set right? this up as like him just being gone? Like, that it seems sucks. like it. Yeah, it really does. It just seems like a what, total waste of this character that we haven't seen almost at like, all. Is one, he doing something else? One of my favorite characters yeah. in the whole yeah. series yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of got this. It's like, uh, it's pretty lame. So he asks, you know, Tyrion is like, do you remember the deal that we made? And, and he's like, yes, that I will, you would pay me double what anybody else offered me. And he was like, well, Cersei has offered me River Run, and how can you double River Run? And then Tyrion says, High Garden, I'll make you the lord of High Garden, since we know that that family is now defunct since they are all dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who are the High Garden people? Is it the phrase? And, and then, uh, yeah. This is where we see Jamie kind of 
pushing back, saying a, a cutthroat will never be the Lord of High, High Garden, and Braun kind of flexing back and saying, "Who do you think built your house? How do you think yeah, the I Lannisters came to mm. be?" And I, I do like that he's finally standing up for himself a bit and feeling confident. But I really just had hoped that that meeting had gone a little differently. The idea that. Braun has some sort of allegiance to Cersei knowing how manipulative she is when these two guys have actually been there for him all series. Left a bad taste in my mouth to be sure. Also, like, what's, stopping, what's stopping them from just going like, hey, take eight people and go kill that guy real quick. Like, we don't have to do shit. Like, he's clearly not trustworthy. He doesn't trust us. We don't trust him. Mm. All of our friendship, all of that. Because you always got that no matter what he said, he still was loyal to Jamie. Mm. And now you're like, oh, really? So you're just not, you don't care? This also, is bombing me out, man. What's, <laughs> it is. It's, yeah. it's really sad. But I do, I do want to call it that one line he talks about where he's like, every house has been, was basically like, he has that whole that diatribe way, yeah. where he's like, I'm going to go take this house. Every house started this way. And then I'm just going to have a bunch of kids who can later fuck it up like you guys have. Like, I would love for him like, to oh, walk like in. That. that was cool. Talk to them, and you're like, ah, oh, he's gonna fuck him over, and then just like, I believe this belongs to you, and give it to Tyrion or something. Yeah, like, and then walk oh, out. he's a bro again, like fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Instead, he it. shoots it, and like it just unrealistically like has it reloaded again immediately, and it's just like we, we've weird. seen that particular one get reloaded very slowly on the floor, and I get that he's a lot stronger. Tyrion not bad yeah. already. Yeah. Mm. I, I just want some more wins. I feel like there haven't been any mm-hmm. like really, really cool wins That's yet. That's hilarious that you say that, because we just saw them beat the fucking Night King, <laughs> and we don't count yeah. that as a cool win. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The scene with Arya in the Night King is the probably the biggest win of the season so far, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. A, is, that, a, is it good? Is it a good win? Or are we like, oh, that's, I like that I want to rewatch that moment. Yeah. Where she came out of nowhere, and it was like, oh, no, she sneaks. It's cool. It's yeah. Like, I, like I don't that. know. I like I'm down role. for that being a, yes, that's a W for sure. Uh, that's um, a strong W. Yeah. I just want I just want like a little bit more reasons to cheer in this episode and I haven't gotten to them yet. So the next scene is we cut to the hound on a horse outside of Winterfell. He's clearly leaving. He's like, I'm mm, done with all mm, of this mm. tomfoolery. And Arya rides up beside him. Beautiful shot. And yeah. I loved this this giant wide where you just see the snow and just Winterfell in the back. Nice awesome. bright. The quality looked great. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell which character was talking. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and they have this moment where she's like, oh, where are you going to King's Landing? And he's like, yes, I've got some unfinished business. Essentially confirming Clegane Bowl 2019. Yeah. Get hype, baby. It's happening. So that's really exciting that hopefully we're going to get to see that for sure. And then um, <laughs> she's like, um, you know, kind of they have this banter back and forth. And she's essentially telling him, like, hey, like, do you mind if I roll with you? And he says, are you going to leave me to die again? And she says, probably. <laughs> so a nice moment between them. And so clearly they're both off to King's Landing. So we might just still see Arya m- murder Cersei yet. So with them going down there, something I was thinking about is the last time at the end of the of season seven, we see Jamie leaving King's Landing. And it's starting to snow there. Mm-hmm. So why is it not snowing there anymore? In King's Landing? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. They, winter, like, winter came and went, man. Like the, the Night King. Maybe like the threat of the Night King was pushing, was changing the climate a bit or some shit. No, like, I mean it was winter. Like right before he leaves, doesn't he say something to Cersei along the lines of like I it's winter? I don't know. Even in winter, if it actually snows in King's Landing, this is but something they showed that, that it happened. Like yeah. that's my problem. Listen, it, it, showed, it snows in LA every once in a while. Yeah, snowflakes coming down does not necessarily mean a snow accumulation. Yeah. I thought that was just a hint of like right. Yeah, there's oh, been fuck, snow and like, there was snow in San Diego last year, but it doesn't stay. Like it falls and then it's gone. Right. So I would need to dig into some of the the. I'm 
or the book and actually the do- see the if there's radar. history. <laughs> of, I mean, I'm pretty of snow sure it snows King's heavily Landing. in King's Landing. Like me, when you're pretty winter. sure. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this question: If Arya kills Cersei, would she be the goat of Got? The goat. Okay. What do you think? No, it would be like a bad story thing. Greatest yeah. of all time of Got. If Daenerys yeah. and John. You know what, Andy? Listen get on to this horrible. podcast. They probably could have <laughs> solved some problems no, a lot earlier. Because this th- episode is brought to you by 23andMe. Uh, this Mother's Day, for a limited time, <laughs> only 23andMe is taking, thank you, Kevin, $30 off their health and ancestry no, kit I- until May 13th. A 23andMe health and ancestry kit is the perfect gift <laughs> for Mother's Day. Uh, celebrate with what makes mom special with personalized genetic insights on her health, traits, and more. With the health and ancestor- ancestry kit, you and great. mom can celebrate your You're genetic similarities and differences as you explore your shared connection with over 125 personalized genetic reports on your health, traits, and more. Uh, I used it. Greg Miller used it. Uh, looks like Brian used it, too. Uh, give mom a gift that's truly unique with 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit. She can discover how her genes may influence her health and more with over 125 personalized genetic reports, like I was talking about. Uh, with 23andMe's trait reports, mom can learn about her DNA influences, her facial features, taste, smell, and other traits. I did all that stuff, and I found out a lot about myself. Uh, this Mother's Day, get $30 off 23andMe's health and ancestry kit at 23andMe.com slash KFMS. That's the number 23andMe.com slash KFMS. Again, 23andMe.com slash KFMS. The offer ends May 13th. And shout out to MeUndies. You'll probably spend about 90% of your life in underwear, so don't you think you owe it to yourself to make sure you're wearing the softest undies in town. That's why I only wear MeUndies. It's true. It's a fact. I'm wearing some right now. They're a real nice color blue. Um, they're so soft, they make Bob Ross's voice sound like Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, men can now try the mm. new boxer brief with Fly, which is the same great cut as boxer brief, but now with an added option for guys who prefer to go through the gate versus over the fence. Miani's is also the go-to for the softest loungewear on the planet. Um, I was wearing my purple lounge pants last night, and did I feel like a boss? Did you? Yeah, yeah. I Excellent. did, Andy. I did. I saw an Instagram photo of Andrew in the onesie. The unicorn oh, onesie. Really it's comfy. true. Oh my gosh, it's, it's so, so beautiful. What? I have no words. I want that material all over me. And you can with you the can. onesies. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for listeners. Any first-time purchasers, when you... When you... Uh, when you, it says when you any MeUndies, you get 50% uh, off and free shipping. Yeah, when you buy... I'm going to add the It works here. for any item. When you buy any MeUndies, you get 50% off and free shipping. Get 50% off a pair of the most comfortable undies you'll ever put on. To get your 50% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning. There you go. I'd like a onesie, Andrea, and then also a ski mask. I don't think they make ski masks. And then gloves. Get on it, MeUndies. (laughs) Get on it. All right, back to the plot, Andrea. I do want everyone to know that Greg Miller thought the goat of got... Horrible. A lot of people in the chat were like, I'm leaving. Terrible. That was, that was it. That chat. pushed them over. You don't know I mean, that. And they were the like, chat there's no denying this. that she's the, she's the goat of God. The but like, if that's the way it. it's going to go down, like, why all the... And if that's the way you're going to deliver that joke. Why all <laughs> the pop and circumstance? Which one's more egregious, the joke or the delivery of the joke? Both. Just a one-two punch. I looked up the snow thing, and it says that in the novels, snow starts to fall in the city in the last chapter of A Dance with Dragons, which, of course, was the last book to be released. So just from there, we don't know how much snow is in King's Landing at this time. Well, we know now. None. None, mm. apparently. Mm. No. Um, okay. Global warming, dude. Anyway, continuing on. Um, we have a short scene with Daenerys and the dragons. 
where she's watching Rhaegal fly away and she's with Drogon and it's just a really short scene. And then we We're have Rhaegal struggle in the back, like learning to fly, yeah, yeah. like yeah. kind of like recuperating. With the holes exactly. In like, you know, he's clearly on the mend after being in the battle, but he's alive, mm-hmm. and so that's confirmed there. And then we get a scene on the wall with of uh, the wall of Winterfell with Sansa and Tyrion. And this is when he is trying to talk her down. Because it's very clear that Sansa just cannot be BFF with Daenerys. And as her hand, Tyrion is trying to find some common ground to be like, hey, just stop fighting it. Like, she's going to be the queen and you guys just need to get on board with this. Clearly, John is. What's your problem? What's your beef? So they're having this talk and um, he essentially reminds her, hey, you know, John is in love with Daenerys. He's going to follow her to King's Landing. You're going to be the true power in the North. You need to take that seriously. But also you need to not fight the throne because if you go against the throne... They'll come after you, and wouldn't it be great if you could just like be warden of the north and be happy with that? Um, and then this is when the scene ends with Sansa looking at Tyrion and going, "But what if there was someone else, someone better?" And that's when it indicates that she, in that moment, tells Tyrion Loose the lips. truth. And I normally love these sort of conversations. There's, I, I feel like. Obviously, we have problems with a lot of the plot and the writing, but I feel like the dialogue has always been really good in these mm-hmm. sort of conversations. I did not like her looking at Tyrion and being like, you're scared of her. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is intimating towards. Like, we've Tyrion's never really had a, I'm scared of any sort we, of... We kind of saw it, though. I feel like they've been building that last couple seasons with <clears throat> when he was in the boat when they were fucking and like that look on his face where it's like, I do feel like there's a level of... Him seeing that Daenerys is spiraling, yeah, and I feel she's like he's scared of not, that. He's not scared of her. She's gotcha, not the, gotcha, she's not gotcha. the same person he met when she yeah. was like ruling over whatever that uh, marine. The, yeah, got she's it, totally it. different now, and she's got a little bit more of a, of like a a cutthroat edge to her now. Yeah, because you do get even the audience gets it. Like she's contemplating killing John. Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah. it, that's in that's rattling around there somewhere. Like how do I have a just. Giant dragon come out of Eden real quick. Yeah. No one knows what happened to John. Oh, did you see him? I think he went to Seven Eleven and he never came back. I think that's a Starbucks, fair point. But I think it's also important to remember that Tyrion has failed her on more than one occasion, and he's acutely aware that he's made some grave mistakes that she's had to reprimand him for. I mean, we saw at the very beginning of this season him talking to to Jorah and to Grey Worm, being like, "It's going to be one of you that's going to be taking over um, as the hand because." She's mad at me and doesn't like me anymore, and I keep fucking it up. So I think he's also, that's the other side of it, too, is that not only does he probably see her kind of getting more and more psychotic with each passing episode, but he's afraid that she might lash out at him in ways that he never had to really experience with his family before. Um, so the next thing we have is well, this his kind family of, did try to kill him several times. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So you think that he would I don't be, know if it would be more extreme than that. But you think he would be more afraid of Cersei, and he clearly is not, which we'll get to at the end also of the his episode. Dad, like, it was his dad had sex with his, like, the woman he loved. I mean... So the next scene cool is enough. kind of this farewell scene that we referenced at the top of, of the show today um, where John is packing up on his horse to lead the army south to King's Landing and then he has this 
kind of fun moment with Tormund where they kind of have this bro out, you know, like, oh, it's good to see you. And Tormund saying, well, I'm going north, the true north. I'm going to head to Castle Black as soon as the winter snows have, have abated. So that really means that Tormund's going to be hanging around Winterfell for at least a couple of months, if not a couple of years by the book standards of winter. But what that means for him seeing John again, clearly I think Tormund is assuming that once John rides south to King's Landing, if he survives, there. that he'll never make it back to Winterfell. Um, so that was kind of an interesting moment. And then um, Tormund asks him, will you take Ghost with you? And then we cut to the shot of poor Ghost with his little ear missing because he's been beaten up from the battle. And then John's like, no, he belongs in the North, which is probably the right call instead of bringing him to King's Why? Landing. Bullshit, but then he dude. doesn't How? even say goodbye. And I'm so dude. sad. That's what? <laughs> it's just so what hard. What are they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> dude, this is... I, I, I'm telling you, man. This is totally them kind of forgetting... The dire wolves were in play at all, and maybe even forgetting that the dire wolves were kind of a part of all this until towards the end. And I feel like this is just totally them fixing things and being like, "Fuck, dude, you what think, about ghosts? Think, what do we do about ghosts?" Like, you think oh, there was shit. a, a like, moment where like DBY so was like uh, uh, like middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning. Shit, shit. ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we forgot I mean, so honestly, bad. that's what it felt like. Where it's just like, <laughs> all right, because I, they just show him alone, like kind of in the corner with like. Nobody else around yeah, him because yeah, it's really they, hard to comp in people around like bigger animals. I don't like it. Just totally feels like them. They made a mistake and they're kind of like pushing. This it is how very, we're, very end. we're yeah. resolving it. But like yeah. that's what so much of this episode felt like. Of like, oh hey, we we've, we've got to close off this storyline. So I, they're gonna leave and just go north. These guys are gonna go maybe to the Citadel. I don't know. What's going on with Sam? Oh, we'll yeah, see. Gilly and Sam. This was, to me, like, the most heartwarming moment. Again, and, like, I think the thing I'm happy about with this is while I'm sad that Sam isn't going with John, I'm, it, made me, it made me feel good that at least somebody is getting a happy ending here where, you know, Gilly reveals that she's pregnant and that if it's a boy, they're going to name it after John. And it's clear that he's probably going back to Old Town to continue his studying to become a Grand Maester. And but it's I feel like, like he should go to his like house, house, like, right? yeah, and just and take over just, whatever. Yeah, it was. exactly. Because he's there. the last of his. Uh, his no, you're uh, right. He should, but I mean, yeah. he's always wanted to be a mason to study it. Samuel Citadel. could become but a yeah, person like, without a face because he can kill anybody. Clearly, like he had forty thousand whites on him, and he just <laughs> killed them all. Just <laughs> laid down. They're like, I've never <laughs> seen yeah. this technique before. I think the ghost situation really is the perfect example of my problem with this season and the last couple seasons and in the show as a whole. Because it's like there's these these characters that are attached to the main characters in such a real way that for so long we saw, and even if we didn't see much of the Dire Worlds, every single time we saw them in the first four seasons mattered so much. When the dogs were killed, it meant mm. something. It was symbolic of the Starks losing and the Starks dying. And then Ghost has just kind of been gone. But then he has these moments, him being there when John died. And was like next to his dead body, like coming back. It's like all of that is symbolic. All of that is supposed to build something. And then for him to just be here, sent off, John literally just looks at him, doesn't even touch him, doesn't get off the horse, doesn't pat him goodbye, nothing. It's tragic. But my big problem with last week's episode was this battle had more cool elements potentially at play than we've ever seen before. All of our favorite characters are there. Braun could have came in and saved someone with the crossbow. The fucking wolf could have done some stuff. The dragons could have done cool things. And just none of that stuff happened. Instead, we saw Sam laying down, you know, a lot. And it, to not have Ghost beat people up, to then see him without an ear and then just get the peace... Nah, bro, this ain't yeah, it. Yeah, th this is a major misstep for me mm. I, as well. I think that they they totally biffed this, that they 
gave Ghost like the shittiest goodbye ending ever, and it was just like, why? They should have just given him voiceover, like not even a hug, bro, for real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, or like he runs like, it's your, <laughs> if this is really you doing me like that, bro. Wow. But basically, if he ran away and then like up on the hill, he turns back for a second and just one paw up. Yeah. <laughs> and bounces, like, but like, imagine. So now we know eventually yeah. Skippin had a little bit. His dragon dies. So yeah. John no well, longer has a dragon. How fucking epic would it be in yeah. the final battle if he rides the direwolf, symbolizing he is a Stark. He really is a fucking Stark. No. Yeah, He's yeah. We're, we're almost there. So the next scene is um, the ships sailing south towards King's Landing with the remainder of the Unsullied. Uh, they talk about the remainder of the Dothraki, but we don't see any. We don't see them. I think the assumption is, is almost all of them are dead except for maybe it, a handful. It seemed, didn't they imply that half of them survived? Which is fucking bullshit. It's yeah. what I said last week. Yeah. I'm like, they're just going to make up magic numbers. We yeah. saw them die. Yeah, they, yeah, they said we only got die. They said we got yeah. half our numbers, right? Yeah. Like, we're, ha we're half what you used to You got to like, imagine. Really? Because like, it looked like you have four people left after the fucking battle. Yeah. And, then they, but, and that was the other thing, too, is obviously, it's a, like, budget-wise, but everyone's giving shit for, like, they, they light all the bodies that died on fire. There's only, like, 500 of them. You're like, dude, we saw thousands be a of people more, die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, would, that smell would last forever. Yeah, indeed. Forever. I mean, I think that's some, you know, I can't like get the smell of Kevin out suspension of, my of disbelief at work there. Bart Kevin, <laughs> what are you doing? Just but we got this cute we moment. Find it, so we had to keep going. <laughs> it's okay, Nick. I'm just talking over you now. Um, so we had this cute moment between Missandei and Grey Worm on the deck, where they're standing next to each other, and she reaches down and holds his hand, and we get like this kind of close up, uh, this cute moment, and then um, it cuts to inside the ship, Tyrion and Varys. Um, talking about John's secret, so obviously Tyrion has now, has now told Varys, and they have this really intense conversation where, with each conversation with Varys throughout this episode, his concern about Daenerys is growing. About like, is she going to do the right thing? Do we need to be concerned? Varys reminding Tyrion. Hey, I've always been for the realm. You can come at me about how many different monarchs I've worked for, but it's all always in preservation of the realm and then they have this like what is the realm anyway what does it mean um, and that's when because yeah, it's know, like the realm we've been fucking fighting for like 60 years yeah. this realm the realm has, is shit it's shit yeah. and then, like it's uh, gone to shit Tyrion has this line well maybe Cersei will win and kill us all that will solve our problems love that line, great line. <laughs> um, I love that which is kind of like a, yeah actually it probably will solve our problems and then it cuts to Daenerys flying above the ships uh, she's on Drogon and flying she's at, having a great time next to her and so they uh, are approaching uh, Dragonstone, and so they have this cool shot of the the dragons kind of flying over, and then out of nowhere. Wait, question before this: Dragonstone is that where Stannis used to be? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Where so Daenerys where was, was when John came to ask her to be part of the effort and to that's stop like the army of the dead. Halfway between the north and. King's Landing. Essentially, they, close to King's Landing. Yeah, they essentially have to pass Dragonstone in order to get to King's Landing. So they wanted to hold that. Yeah, so okay. I think that they wanted to like kind of maybe they stop didn't leave there. An army, and, though. She should. You know? what she should do is tell Cersei like, you actually want Dragonstone because the throne in Dragonstone is way cooler way looking cooler. than the Iron Throne. It's true. Way cooler. Looking. Here's, here's what I will say. What is the point of having two giant dragons? If they only fly twenty feet off the ground the entire time and can't actually see what's coming toward them, no, like they is, couldn't she, see the she fucking was fleet. flying so high. I was then, so pissed. There's she no way the she thing. wouldn't have seen that entire fleet. Yeah. I would have believed if it was maybe one or two ships and they were hiding in like the rocks there. But like there was like a dozen ships there. There's no way so she wouldn't have seen them. They looked over. They saw the cracking on the sails. They're like. Is that the good, good crack in the yeah, back? Yeah, we can't no, tell. No, no one explained this to us. So it's the bad one. 
My and God, so he gets thing. like three or four of the giant crossbow three. scorpion in the arrows. the wing and right through the fucking I neck. mean, this thing oh. is like, oh, I'll tell you this though. Right oh, of the jugular. I, I, what I did not expect was for them to turn the scorpions on the ships. And I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> wow. Those really things cool. fucked everyone Tyrion up. running through the ship. I felt unsafe and I loved that. I was yeah. like, this is a really, and really And he made the choice well that done. I would have made too. It was just get in the water. It was really scene. cool, but I feel like these scorpions went from like being able to embed themselves in like the a bone to like ripping through ships. Like ships with like a foot of wood that it just went through both I, sides. I, I that, don't understand how it got I embedded that so because strong. Because I feel like after they had that face off against the dragon with the original version of the scorpion, mm-hmm. I'd imagine Quiburn, whatever the fuck his name Quiburn. is, went back and, and, and the like, showrunners like, discussed that in the in the mm-hmm. post episode sequence where they're like, yeah, Kyburn saw that his original scorpion design just wasn't cutting it, and so he retooled it and made it much more powerful. And I think they they were right to remind the audience like there's been a kind of a long time between when the first scorpion was out on the field of battle and when this moment happened. And so Cersei just sets all of the, you know, Smiths and King's Landing to making all of these. We see them, you know, later on in oh, the yeah, episode. Oh, yeah, she's got everywhere, but smartly. The thing that made mm. me so upset was that then Daenerys goes does this crazy dive bomb on Drogon straight towards all of these and then he magically gets away from all of the arrows the which is one. great but how do you not just make a big wide circle around because those ships can't just turn can't around, turn around. Yeah. and fire, then just light fire. them all You're up done. on fire yeah. like they don't at- retaliate come from above. They can't, they, the they can't shoot at more than a 30% like angle <laughs> to just come from straight above and burn them all down it, it was it was infuriating this is the one thing I, I, I really like like it was a little annoying because you're like, there's no tactics anymore in this show. Mm. There's no one that like you would think if you had these three amazing, if you had like three bombers in World War Two and they were the only bombers that you had, and someone had a fucking gun that could shoot one of them now, you'd be like, we need to figure out how to neutralize that gun because it is taking out the best advantage that we have. If we don't have the fucking bombers anymore, we don't have the sky. Yeah. They have the ocean. This is dumb. No, everyone's like, ah, they probably won't use that thing again. Oh, there's hundreds of them. Oh, we're fucked, dude. Eight seasons. The Dire Wolves. The White Walkers. The Dragons. And this is what, we, like, in two episodes, we're seeing so all these things. They did wrangle dirty, man. Just, like, get dirty. They really dirty. did. Uh, it, it the way he that, coughed up blood was so violent. He got one violent. in the fucking head, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, they got, oh, no, he's oh, dead. He's, done. he's dead. He's fucking done. It just sucks that all these, like, the, both dragons now have died, not during a battle, but, like, during, like, oh, it's flying. Trivial to go, you bullshit. Know? It's just like, oh, shit. We weren't expecting it. I really feel like they're doing it just to be like, oh, shit, a dragon died. And it was like, well... Sucks that we're never going to see these used correctly in battle. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was incredibly infuriating. And, like, the whole thing with Missande and, like, how they were able Ugh. to, like, magically capture her. Yeah. Like, see, instead of, like, the boat sinking and her dying, I'm which okay would have made that, more though, sense. I'm okay with that, though, because Grey Worm yelled at her to get on a, 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 a boat to get yeah. away. So um, it's, like, I imagine that, like, she was a lot easier to see than all the people that were just in the water. I thought he was, like, saying get under the, like, go into the boat. I must but have also, missed, I again, another, another dumb thing. Why? Would you not then take the entire army that you have on all these boats and go to what what was Stannis' place? Dragon's, Dragon's Lair? Dragon's Dragonstone. Stone. And capture everyone that's there. Why would you just sail away? Why not go get Tyrion, Varys, all these people, and then you basically neutralized her entire fucking Absolutely. staff? Absolutely, yeah. Like, all of her, gone. All her ships just, were gone. They just saw, yeah. they just, like, swam to the shore, and they were like, well, guess we're safe here. Mm-hmm. There's five of us. We have no one left. No fucking nothing. You know, ugh. 
It's dumb. Yeah, it's and not I mean, like they were again, sitting there with bows and arrows. They couldn't defend themselves. Yeah, you assume maybe, and you have to kind of take all of this with a grain of salt, because you assume that there's more forces out there on both sides. They always say that, like, hey, you're seeing 500, but really this is kind of the implication is we've got thousands of people on these boats and all this stuff. So I get that there might have been more forces waiting on land to back them up. But at the same time, it's like, it just seems silly that that they were just like, we got him. Let's sail away now. Let's go back to King's Landing because we're cool. And then he's just, boosh, boosh, time travels back or fast travels back over to King's Landing. Can't fucking wait to tell Cersei about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Should we go get those? No, 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 no. <laughs> we got to get back. The fact that he I'm was pretty ready. much unchallenged is is doesn't obviously bode well for Daenerys coming into King's Landing. Just cements Cersei's mm-hmm. position of power and how Cersei made the right call to abandon her vow to help them fight the army of the dead. And now she's even more crippled than she was before so this cuts finally to our first sequence with Cersei in King's Landing that that we haven't had for quite some time so we've got Euron and Cersei and Kyburn um, then she has this line to him he he gives the uh, news that yes I saw the dragon fall into the sea it's absolutely dead she says the lion shall rule the land the kraken shall rule the sea and our child shall rule the north I love so, this I love this moment cool because God, I, I love that not, not only do I love that line but then uh Euron looks at Kyburn and Kyburn's like, yeah, yeah like yeah, you fucking yeah. did it, bro. <laughs> did you say our child will rule the North or them yes. both? I thought she said our child will both. rule oh. them both. She said them yeah. both. Them okay. both? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I just Which misheard that. I think then. whatever the, the kid is going to rule it's basically everything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is when we see, we get confirmation that Misande is back in chains and that she is captive yeah. in Fucked King's up, Landing man. with the mountain there to make sure she doesn't go anywhere. It's going to be real weird when this kid comes out blonde, though. You think Euron's gonna care? He'll be like, yeah, well, we're back. Well, I we kind of get a weird hint at it, like with the dialogue that I almost feel like they're just gonna brush over. But when Tyrion eventually comes and talks, like he says, like your kid, Jamie, all this stuff. It's like Euron, if he was smart at all, which I know he's, he's not, not because of how yeah. they fucking wrote this show. But he would have heard that and been like, I just found out that I'm having a how baby. Does he know? How yeah. the hell's this guy know? Yeah. You know, like that's so right. easy to. Put I don't together. think he cares, honestly. But then I, but honestly, like I forgot that. That I mean that this all goes to back up why Jamie's leaving, in my opinion, right? Like, isn't that the whole point? Is like he's uh, got fuck my kid still that. in her belly button? Yeah, I, I still belly am, there's still part of me that from? thinks that yeah, Cersei is lying too. about this, but with the the admission from Kyburn makes it a little more plausible that she's telling the truth it's because that's supposed to be the whole thing is that the maesters <laughs> know or whatever. Um So now we cut to a scene. Um, where we've got Varys, Tyrion, Danny, and Grey Worm. They're inside Dragonstone. They're trying to, you know, kind of come together and assess what they have left after this attack by Euron. Um, and this is Varys once again being like, "Please don't, don't go there," because now Danny is really pissed because her dragon is dead and. Vera's trying to talk sense into her and she's just like very upset but it looks like he was able to essentially talk her down to say hey at least give Cersei the opportunity Mm. to surrender and that way the people know you tried to avoid bloodshed you tried to do this Mm. the diplomatic way and Cersei chose to go the violent route and they were able to convince her to do this and we all know it's futile like there's no point in like asking for a surrender how would people even know though I I mean word of mouth I'm sure between the soldiers talking. Yeah, you gotta imagine thing. there's like holes somewhere that the people are like watching outside. <laughs> being like, what are they saying? Everywhere, right? I think they're saying this. Um, there was one more scene that we um, talked about earlier that like I was a little confused. I just want to know if you guys noticed what was happening there. The where they were kind of talking about like it was it was another earlier in the they were like talking about their battle plans in the south, 
and Grey Worm like moved a tile very dramatically. I think he was just showing. He's like, we don't have this. Mm. We have yeah. half. Mm. Yeah, mm. I know which scene you're All talking right, cool, about. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, like so this, this is a representative of our yeah, numbers, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, let's like real talk exactly how yeah. many soldiers we don't have. Yeah. Uh, so there this, was like ten out there. Yeah. No, there was not many. <laughs> was, that scene was everything about it was yeah. very weird to me. Like how s- small the group was. I get that. Like mm-hmm. that's how small the group was. Yeah. But seems really not advisable to we're, go up against no, Cersei we're, 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 we're almost All there those arrows. we're right. very close so we have this scene now between uh, yet another scene between Varys and Tyrion um, in the throne room this like really iconic Dragonstone throne room and then this is when they're ba- debating who would make a better ruler and Tyrion reminds Varys you're talking treason she is our queen and Varys talking about thinking about it he's like you had to have thought about it he's like yeah I'm thinking about it thoughts aren't treasonous but what you're talking about is treason and Tyrion really putting his like stake in the ground for Daenerys here and saying I trust her to do the right thing she is my queen I'm going to follow her she is going to be the one ruler and I thought that this was interesting because it's very clear that Varys is breaking here right he's like I'm not sure she is he's like I've seen the Mad King I've seen people do really terrible things and I'm not convinced that she's not also going to be one of these people and we see him exit kind of indicating we don't know what Varys's next move is I just don't understand how there could be any question that Daenerys is losing it. Like, yeah. how is that? How is Tyrion fighting for her so strongly? Like, you you've seen her do a lot of things, and but it I seems mean, like she keeps. Like earlier, you said like she hit her breaking point. I feel like she's hit her breaking point about ten times now in the last two weeks. He has to because he knows that if Dana's, uh, Daenerys loses, he's dead. Like Cersei will kill him. There is no other option but John. to fight her. I feel like There's a couple other options. I, I also feel like Cersei has plenty of chances to kill him and she chooses not to. Why didn't she kill him? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make doesn't make any sense. It's a great question. Um but I I mean is she losing it or is she like continuously losing people and going through like loss? Like I don't think I don't a hundred percent buy that she's losing it. I think that like horrible shit keeps happening and she's trying to deal with it as best she can, but with like Knowing that more horrible shit's right around the corner, and I'm just gonna run straight at it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a head scratcher. It certainly sets up a lot of questions for the next episode. And reminding us, we only have two episodes left, so we have two more scenes in this episode. Um, this next scene is one that I'm like particularly angry about. Uh, so we now are back in Winterfell. We have Brienne and Sansa um, kind of having a conversation outside, and then Jamie walks up. Um, and he's like, what's going on? And they tell him the news about what happened at Dragonstone, how Rhaegal is dead, how they were ambushed on the sea. And Also, John is like, really a Targaryen? <laughs> I was expecting <laughs> But they don't mention that. that. <laughs> um, but then Sansa has this quip, I always wanted to be there when they execute your sister. Seems I won't get the chance. And that just makes me a little angry. Uh, that, not as angry as the next thing, but that she just refuses to, to help the side that she's on. And it's like, well, what are you doing about, you know, overthrowing Cersei? You have just as much reason as anybody Mm -hmm. else to hate her. You know, like, you should be supporting, if nothing else. And Sansa's whole arc has made me really kind of upset this whole whole season. But then Jaime, then Sansa leaves, walks away after giving the zinger line. And then Jaime is like, well, I'm leaving. And then Brienne tries to talk him out of it. 
And then we get this line between him and her, and he talks about everyone he's murdered. He's like, I've murdered this person. I did this to get back to Cersei. I did this for Cersei. And she's hateful, and so am I. It's like the line that he like deadpans to her face. And then she like starts weeping that he leaves, and it made me so mad that they did this to Brienne. Some upsetting shit, dude. It was horrible. It was fucking terrible. How are you gonna have him bang Brienne, showing that they love each other? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just fucking. Like they love each other, and he's gonna now leave because he remembered he loves Cersei. But him is that why he's Cersei? I don't think that's why he's leaving. Yeah, I, I think he's leaving because he has to go take on Cersei. I think he's gonna go kill. I her. think so too. I mean, that is what he's doing. But, but I think like tell her. You know, tell Brienne. Be like, hey, don't tell her I love her. This is her. the plan. I, I've yeah, always yeah, yeah. had to do this. But for that's her. the like, thing. Like he's no, always he's never know. been able to like admit when he's trying to do a noble thing. You know, that, like, see that was the, that was me too. Like what, what I got from that scene was she's terrible and I'm terrible, mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna go basically like kill Make her. Sure that see, I have to go the show kill her. Built up that he and gave Brienne's like great at the end of last season when he left King's Landing. Yeah. They've been making this redemption arc for Jamie for several seasons now, several and it's. Seasons. Infuriating that they unraveled all of it with this one yep. line see, of dialogue. I, I, see, I don't think that's the yeah. case. I think that he's got to go be the Queen Slayer now. I think he's got to go. His destiny is to basically reap what he's sown here and take care of this big problem, which is, is his family. But like I, doing it this way doesn't make any sense with the characters we have left and their relationships. Do it, that together. It's such, go with John. Why are you going by yourself now? That's true. I have no idea why. Well, Brienne had to stay up there for Sansa, right? Because she promised that she would protect her. Mm, but So it makes sense they have to split up a little stay bit because he's got to go down. Right. You assume he's got to go join the forces. And be like, I got to go. I got to go fight and kill my sister. Like, sure. But like the what they did to Brienne's character and how they made her this like weepy, love-torn woman after having slept with Jamie for one night was absolutely oh, she, disgusting. I, I was pissed. I feel like she's been in love with him for a long time. Yeah, they've had There's a, a really long relationship. There's a difference between like yeah. having... having having feelings for someone and then acting on them but then she like loses all of her cool in the moment that he's leaving she like breaks I, I out mean, and I, I don't know if you've ever been told like okay. it's pretty heartbreaking it's like Spider-Man it's a war hey everybody uh, can I chime in sure. yes yeah, of I mean, course I know I'm just taking it a little far that I'm like somebody in the chat but I'm in the room so I can come be in the room I, this same conversation broke out at the Miller household last night with uh, Jen and Lucy being like, what the fuck? Why would he do it? For me, this is classic Hollywood. This is classic Harry and the Hendersons. He doesn't want her to get killed either. So he has to break her heart here, lie to her, tell her, no, I'm a horrible person. I'm always, I'm fucking hateful. She's hateful. I'm hate-. And he's totally going there to kill her to hopefully return back alive and have her be vanquished. It just... It Fendi seems says, Greg, like get such... your, get, stop being lazy and just write in the chat like the rest of us. Sorry. He's just saying that. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that, but I feel like that's really poor, shitty like storytelling of like, I, like oh, we're going to, we want one more twist in the next episode or the episode after that where it turns out Jamie was in fact still on our side. And it's just like, all right. I don't think that's going to be the case. I, and I mean, I, I understand your perspective on this. Totally understand it. But for me, I thought this moment was touching because it was the first time Bran was like, I I love this guy and now he's going to leave and I didn't take it as a you're leaving me because people are saying like he you know he hit it and quit it I don't take it as that I took it as he's basically saying goodbye I'm gonna go die and she doesn't want that because she's just finally come to terms with the fact that she loves this guy even though he was like a mortal enemy for a long time and he kind of loves her too 
I thought it, I thought it was a really touching scene personally. I mean, but like that's I didn't not mind what happened the though. Emotion. He wasn't like I'm gonna go and fight. Like he was like, hey, fuck you. This isn't what I want. I want that. I'll see you later. Bye. He well, ba- yeah, he basically was like, was like, this. Look at all the cool shit I did murdering people for Cersei. I will do anything to get back to her. Essentially rubbing it in his face. I, I like Greg's theory, mm-hmm. but like we have two episodes left. You I know? mean, I it's think like, I think we're gonna get that. Like I think that like. He really is gonna go and like. You have the happy ending, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's all happening. We're seeing it all build up now. Mm-hmm. Where the, everything's. I hope this be is all one big fucking troll and Cersei wins. I hope, I hope so too. Just, Honestly, just, yeah. not even hard. Bring it back. Just demolishes everyone. Yep. And was like bang, 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 and then everyone gets their <laughs> head like, cut off. She's like, I'm I everything. really would prefer that. Yeah. I would love what that. we're building towards right um, now. Fuck Sansa. Fuck everyone. Yeah. Fuck John. Everyone's dead. You're all dumb. You can't fucking run armies anyway because you have no concept of strategic. <laughs> you, don't to win. you have no concept of strategy or tactics. Yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. a fucking dragon. You just let it fly around all it's willy like, nilly. It's like when your favorite basketball Put team armor on him misses a bunch of free throws, and you're like, you didn't deserve. You don't even win. You didn't try to win. that's how I feel. Like I said, hard. You got to. Master Mason, like just have him make some fucking dragon armor. Yeah. It'd be cool. Peasy. It'd be cool. Yeah. Probably wouldn't take out this 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 spear that gets no, yeah, shot that out at thousand miles per hour. But whatever. And at least get blade hands. Come yeah, on. there get was a, fucking blade, blade hands. hands. Where was blade hands? There was a whole like contingency of um, medieval weapons specialists that took to social media last night, being like, "Let me put on my nerd glasses as, as to why this would not work the way that Game of Thrones made these crazy weapons work and how it's physics the, they just d- d- defy all." They travel like up to sixty it's miles in yeah. distance. Yeah, like. I mean, but in a world where dragons exist, it's like you know what's real and what's not. Right. Do um, they still have the, the dragon fire as well, or is that all gone? The, no, I would mean the wildfire. The wildfire. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, yeah. know they still got that. Yeah. yeah, dude, Cersei's gonna win. Hell yeah! I'm all Cersei. Cersei. I'm <laughs> there forever. This is burn, definitely burn a green. David and Goliath situation, which is why I really want David to win. So, okay, now we got the last episode or the last scene of the episode um we are now in front of king's landing and another of some fast travel magic happening mm-hmm. <laughs> where they just poof they're Which really was, I mean, I really? they're pretty close We're already yeah. stone's very close to sure. king's landing it's it's fine we don't know what happened to all the ships that got destroyed apparently they found some new ones yeah so i guess so they're standing outside the gates of king's landing and we've got the mountain kyburn um, Missandei in chains and Cersei atop the wall and then Kyburn goes down and exits out the front gates. Um, Daenerys is with her tiny little contingency of Unsullied with Grey Worm. Not a smart thing. I'd have been like, really just cheap. go out there and yeah. kill her all. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. They could have been see, all taken up by arrows. Well, we see Drogon in the background, right? Just hopefully shoot, safely shoot Drogon out of right down. Yeah. You have yeah. scorpions So many scorpions everywhere. they can shoot hundreds of miles away. He's right there. Just shoot him. Yeah. So I think the idea is that he's just out of range of where they can shoot him and so he's he's in the back then shoot uh, Daenerys in the around. fucking head mm-hmm. when he comes in to like then shoot him. You've got hundreds yeah. of these scorpions I mean, just chilling. Cersei has already shown that she doesn't care about the rules of war, like the yeah, rules of right? engagement, right? So she's she fights dirty. Like, why is she not fighting dirty yeah, here? Didn't make sense. Um, so we see uh, Missande up on the wall. Kyburn walks out. Um, they have this super tense conversation between yeah. the two of them. And then Both Tyrion's demanding just like, surrender. Tyrion's just like, fuck you. Why am I talking to you? Yeah. Yeah. That's Which, again, moment. is to good me, moment. like, is Tyrion being Tyrion? I, I actually got, like, a little upset because I was like, the stakes are so much higher now than they have been previously. But I think he knows, like... Cersei isn't going to kill me. She had many opportunities but, to. Which is ridiculous. Here's the thing that doesn't make sense. She sent Braun to kill him. She put a hit right. on him. Yeah. Why wouldn't she kill him? Well, I think, He's right I think, there. I think the implication here was that, like... Granted, we only saw about 14 Unsullied hanging out, having a fucking Starbucks behind Daenerys, but we assume <laughs> there's a dragon and an army behind them. And so if you do that, then they're 
it's, that's it. We're provoking this. But I also think she wanted to send more of a psychological message, which was killing, killing like her best friend. Like Cersei's not dumb. Yeah, she's like a she's really she's good a, at she's fucking with people's head, brains. For sure, she's super manipulative. I don't, I don't think she is very good at fucking with people's brains. I think that she's just very like evil and does addictive. the evilest thing, and like doesn't make any sense for her character not to start attacking when there's How? like a, a fraction of an army and the other army two weeks away. But that's you not th- that's not the Game of Thrones though, right? And, and, and she doesn't if they play killed the Daenerys, Game of the dragon and the rest of them would poof away. It's true, the Night King. And so, and we Night have to King have rules. two more episodes worth of uh, worth of stuff that's happening here. So, um, I think it was a really impactful moment when Kyburn was like, "You need to surrender here and now, or you know, Missandei of North will be executed." Um, and it was very clear that it's like, "You know, we're going to kill her right now if you mm-hmm. just don't surrender." And we know that Cersei's going to do it, right, based off everything we've seen from the Lannisters over these eight seasons. And then, you know, Kyburn goes back up, and we have. Tyrion trying to appeal to her motherly senses, like, don't do this, you know, what kind of world is it for your babies, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, what? what's what's even happening? What are you saying? The whole time I was like, he's going to get shot. Why isn't she shot? Moreover, I was just pissed that Missandei doesn't like Harry Potter, Cersei, and like fall over the edge like he does with Voldemort. I was just like, why didn't you not just throw yourself over the edge? You know you're about to die. I thought thought she was going to kill herself, which I thought would have been really cool for her character. I've been like, you're not going to kill me. Like, locking eyes with with her lover and just being like, and then just taking the step. I was like, oh, that would have been cool. I do love that she didn't cry. She didn't have any yeah. fear. She was just there. Oh, she, what did she, she cry she, out at the she end? She yells Dracarys. Is that the burn. burn? Essentially saying, like, burn him to the ground, right? Like, that's her Which call to Grey Worm and Daenerys. Which is a bad thing to yeah, say. Bad. It's like yeah. that. It's like a weird thing that they're building here with Daenerys. It's like, so she's going to be the Mad Queen? Like, because her friend died? Like now, why wouldn't well, she? Well, her friend and her children also, because she doesn't remember like the dragons are her kids too, right? So now she's exactly. like, kids die. So it's like we could have just reverted to three seasons ago when she's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna come in and burn everything." Yeah, like, right. I don't it, know. We'll see how they play this it's out. An, it's an interesting choice, um, and by interesting, I mean I, why? Because mm-hmm. they needed someone to die. They needed a moment for people to be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. About and like that's what her dying and the dragon dying and ghost leaving all felt yeah. just like. Well, we need something for gifts. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, something for gifts. I, I, I do like some of the um, chatter I saw about people saying at least she got a noble death, that she stood proud, and even though she was beheaded. You know, it's like essentially the ne- the death that Ned Stark had. And mm-hmm. the people were reminding us, oh, yeah, Tywin Lannister got killed in a bathroom on a toilet. Like, there she are died, worse ways to I go. I disagree so much because she is one of the few characters that dying in chains. Oh, yeah. No, there's um, a lot of like, there's people on the other side damn. reminding us very acutely she was the slave. That she was, she is the person of color in this cast who died in the chains that she started in, and how, what that implication means, and playing into the tropes of people of color always being murdered in film. And I, I agree that it was like a, a terrible choice for her to go out that way. And I would have preferred to see Grey Worm and Masande have their ride off into the sunset moment like Sam and Gilly got. And I was like, what's so wrong with Grey Worm and Masande having a happy ending after the horrible fucking life they both had? Yeah, I mean, like, I think she should have walked off. I think she should have taken herself out. I think like, she, when Cersei grabs her out. arm like this, why do you not grab that bitch and, and jump off the that edge of the wall? That would have been That would have been Because then everyone would have been like, That would have uh, been a shocking, amazing yeah, moment. Now? If Cersei died that way, then I would have been like, this is Game of Thrones. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that would have been, been 
fucking Damn, awesome because then really what cool. happens to the battle right now? But it also wasn't that high. They right? would have like, dislocated their shoulders. What? It was so high. It wasn't that high. It was tremendously. Nah. They would have absolutely died. Nah. <laughs> Broken ribs, punctured lung, maybe. <laughs> I would have preferred. Fine. I would have preferred. Also, that. Tyrion just starts stabbing her when she lands on the bottom. <laughs> Runs after her. <laughs> fucking just gives her robot yeah. legs like Darth Maul when he comes back. Uh, and yeah, then we yeah, finally get, we get Blade Hands Jamie versus Whoa. Robot Legs Cersei. Do you, do you <laughs> think Together they make one human. Do you think he's gonna it. mountain up uh, Rhaegal? That'd be cool. Uh, Rhaegal's really deep in the ocean, but imagine yeah, he brought Rhaegal back yeah, to life. He's really deep, and his like face is all bloated and puffy, like fucking the mountains looks. I hate looking at the mountains. Really bad to look at. It's true. So yeah. so now we know it's on. We get this this like kind of final shot of Daenerys like like filled with fury, right? And like the the anguish on Grey Worm's face, knowing that that he's lost the one thing that was keeping him really kind of human and kind of bringing him out of this slave mentality he had for so many years of his life and now he's furious Danny's furious but it's like what are you gonna do this is this is seriously like laying her dick on the table being like alright let's go yeah and big it's, clip I'm just, Jesus Christ yeah I don't know <laughs> two more episodes to go we'll see how are they gonna stick this landing um, let, let's go to broken oh, no, 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 sure. <laughs> the landing already got fucked up <laughs> and they're just like well, how do we stick the Starbucks run now slash kind of funny uh, you can write in your responses to this uh, Krajuki writes in and says it was a good episode started strong and only got better Tormund who is who I strive to be watching Daenerys' expressions and demeanor over the course of the episode stuck out to me the most um Nanobiologist said, I love last night's episode. It had more drama and even more deaths, but it also showed one key thing that most other shows with a looming zombie threat continue to present. Humans are way more are way more of a threat than anything else. You shouldn't be as scared of the dead as you should the living. Humans are unpredictable, conniving, and have so many hidden motivations and pose a greater threat to humanity than anything else. Um not the Lysander says Ghost needs to build up his own army, team up with Nymeria's <laughs> army and Drogon, and chop all these fools who take the, and take the throne for themselves. Hashtag team eat them all. Hashtag pet ghost, damn it. Hashtag justice for Rhaegal. <laughs> um, and not the Lysander writes in again saying, in an ironic twist of fate, good old dead Ned Stark was the best liar of the entire lot. Loose lips, John slash Sansa slash Tyrion slash Varys. Loose lips. That's yeah, funny. I mean, Ned That's Stark good. kept that secret for his entire life. Well, half of his life, I guess. That's fair. Do you yeah. think John, on some level, like subconsciously, was like, if I tell Sansa, like this, will, I'll manifest this? Do you think he's like he doesn't I, he, want it though? Like I genuinely believe that he doesn't want. I feel it. like I he's. Just, I, just I, think, like I just think that he could not keep the secret. Yeah, what, what, I think he had to be like my dad, or you know, Ned. Honorable. I just want to make sure everyone knows Ned did not fuck some lady. I'm not his bastard. Uh, just like uh. he's uh, Daenerys is right in, in that moment that they had back at Winterfell when they were in you know John's chamber. She's like, listen, it doesn't matter what you think. Mm-hmm. Once this gets out, people will want yep. you to be the king. I'm always going to be challenged. First off, I'm a woman, and I'd be the first woman to sit on the Iron Throne with a with a legitimate claim. Even though Cersei kind of like took it. Um, by force and she's like if the, if you have a stake like an actual claim a lineage claim like there's no way people are ever going to want to put me there and she's absolutely right 100%. in saying that so like I get why she's like listen people are going to make their own thoughts and feelings you have to keep it a secret yeah. but there's and no he, keeping that secret and I hate that Euron is such an important key player right now because <laughs> so I just upsetting. I feel I like when it. he was introduced I love it he'd, he'd have been it's killed crazy. several episodes later no he's awesome no he's not he's not, <laughs> he's not awesome no. Euron's awesome dude he's just, a, he's just a fucking blunt instrument <laughs> 
It's great. I really do. It does make me excited, though, that when they announce that Yara has retaken the Iron Islands in the name of the Queen, then I'm like, maybe there's hope that Yara is going to have a really cool moment in one of these final two episodes where she maybe can come in and save the day. She's gotten defeated by Euron before. like In the same way. Yeah. The same exact way. Right. Or he but just came it over and just destroyed them. But it doesn't, mean she can't, it doesn't mean that she can't learn <laughs> from her mistakes <laughs> and, and maybe come back stronger. But Euron's boats are now only like more uh, like stronger, you know? Like they're, they're all, now they have what scorpions. What if they do like a sneak attack in the night? You know, they just take Drogon, a little stealthy oh, attack. Submarines. They light all the ships on fire, you know, and then he makes a quick exit. It would have been, yeah, that, I mean, that, that would be great. smart because yeah. you can't see things in the sky at night, but let's yeah. Let's attack everyone during the day. That makes more sense. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been episode four. Oh, the, of goat kind of of funny. the goat of God. Let's just leave it. Useless leave it there. Two more episodes to go. I love you guys. It's going to pick up. How dare you? <laughs>